0: back to the starting five podcast on SB Nation Greasy Red Blues. I know it's been about a month, but we still here, y'all. It's your boy, the one piece shark.
1: Yo, what's good everybody? This is guy Trevor, aka the corner man, aka the three and d guy, aka Trillin Brooks. What's good, everybody?
2: Trilling Brooks. I don't even know what to say about that one. It's your man at tab She care what's going on, do his nation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we missing uh two members but we have a guest man y'all i also know if you are on twitter and like the enacting some twitter spaces uh i got man ej from grindhouse gris these twitter spaces how you doing my guy how y'all
3: doing man it's uh yeah it's just a pleasure to be on with y'all guys man and uh excited to get started and hopefully we get to roll into this next season man
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. As y'all know, man, I have them plug uh, everything at the end. But if y'all haven't checked him out, Greasy Spaces after every single Greasy's game, man, he's definitely, uh, definitely great to be in. So we always do it. Every time we do it, uh, we have first time guests, we always do a Q&A with them. So the first question we have for you is how uh, did you become a Greasy's fan?
3: Um, man, um, it's a long story, kind of. Uh, I, I went to my very first Grizz game, uh, I think it was like 01. Uh, Tracy McGrady was on the Magic, and I was a huge Tracy McGrady fan. And uh, that was hey, all we back like, we like you already, period. man.
2: We like you already, <laughs> yeah. That I
3: was love you like,
1: already, brother. And yeah, I know what Dave is talking the about, period, I know Dave. what Dave is talking about about
3: because i was at that game too so go ahead yes sir and i um it was actually my birthday so my, my pops took me and all that because like i said i was a huge Brady fan and you know that's when powell and uh shroma and all them was on the team so uh i had always liked shroma even coming out of college so i kind of caught on then but uh it was really when i got into college uh and uh, 708 and uh watching rudy I think Rudy had dropped like 40-something, I think like 40 points or something like that against the Heat. Um, This was the year before they got LeBron, and uh, I watched that game. And then that next season, LeBron was on the team, and Rudy hit the game winner over him. And from that point on, I've been watching every single Grizz game. So that's kind of my story on on my Grizz fandom a little bit.
0: Nice, nice man. You, you said T Mac man. It's a bunch of T Mac fans over all there. All three of us are huge T Mac fans. So <laughs> yeah, fit, in, fit right on in. So uh next question is why did you start the um Twitter spaces for the Grizzlies? Yeah, um, you know, I
3: just wanted to I found I just wanted to see some spaces and things like that, just to talk grizzlies with fans and everything. And uh, actually Bryson Wright, y'all yeah, know Bryson. Off of Twitter, um, I don't have his at right now, but yeah, he um, he actually started um early on in the season, and it would be like about four or five of us in there just chopping it up and whatnot about the games after games, and uh, he wouldn't be able to do all of them like after every game because he he's going to UT and doing some things, so I was just like, you know, I think a lot of people actually like doing this after every game, so uh, I'm available. Like I have time to do it, so I'll start a page and start the space. And I asked him and another guy, um, are they cool with it? You know, I didn't want to step on anybody's ideas if they had any ideas, but um, they were cool with it. I started, you know, I, I made the page. I made it actually on February second. That's the day I made the page, and uh, it just kind of rolled off through there. Um, just making sure I show up after every game. Any big news, anything like that? So that's kind of how it started. Shout out to Bryson, because like I said, he's the one that you know kind of got a little bit of us together to begin with.
2: Right off the top of your head, do you have like a most memorable Spaces moment?
3: Oh uh, yeah, I have a few, but uh, I know my first is probably Brevin Knight coming through this space. Um, it was after right. Jaws' forty-seven-point performance uh, in the playoffs. Uh, you know, not not to throw him under the bus, but you know, he came in a little lit. He was a little lit. Um, he was even talking about it throughout the game and things like that because uh, they kept showing him on the camera. But uh, yeah, that was probably my my favorite moment because you know, just growing up listening to Brave and all the time and everything like that. Him and Pete. Uh, that that was surreal for me um and I think my next one would probably be probably Jaws' uh night, the Spurs night that that was crazy that was an epic night so those are my top two for sure
2: and of course we talked about like Brevin Knight you know being one of those voices for the Grizzes. but we got a chance to watch him play for sure um as a Grizz fan uh, who, who are some of your other favorite Grizz players growing up
3: um i'm a huge for the gators fan so uh mike miller um mike chocolate jason williams of course those are two of my early favorites um i bought you know during that stretch where we um were kind of interchanging a little bit i was a big mo buckets fan <laughs> i don't know if y'all remember mo buckets but mo buckets was my guy for a second um and then of course zebo man zebo Zebo is my all time favorite Grizz. Uh I think a lot of us can agree there that you know the way that he embraced the city, um, embraced the franchise and everything like that. I don't think anybody ever knew that we were gonna get that out of Zebo and, and the way he came in and changed the culture that was special. So he's my all time favorite Grizz for sure.
0: Nice, nice, and my speaking about Bucky Saddam. Definitely, man. I hated we had to trade him because, like, him and Zebo just going to go z- together and you couldn't put one of them at center. And it was like, man, he he was serving when Zebo was hurt when he was out for those like 20, 30 games, man. My buckets was killing. So, definitely, uh, Ms. Mo. But, uh, one last little note I do want to say, like, man, your spaces are one of the cleanest spaces. Um, you log into most twitter spaces it's chaos right it's just a whole bunch of people arguing over each other yelling <laughs> and yours is like one of the more cleaners like you cleaner ones you like make sure like you're going to let everybody talk but you make sure everybody go one at a time I, I i've always appreciated that so man definitely keep up the good work there and of course man shout out to bryson fellow gb beer along with us so man he's definitely good people so man you in the right club um last no, question
2: real, real um, quick short but before you do
0: that uh as far as the,
2: oh, the spaces go because it is very clean. Do you think it got that way because of growing like a core fan base or, you know, do you think it's because you set the tone right after the game start? You set the vibe when people, even new people coming in you let them know, hey, this is what we do, you know, in this space. like, which one do you think is more more uh, contributed?
3: Um, I think just, you know, getting started, you know, with the small, the little small family that we had at first, um, that helped uh, also you know i I went around to other spaces listening in or tried to join in, and like I said, you know, they're all cussing each other, all yelling at each other, things like that I, I I can't deal with it like that with one voice at a time in my, my ear, so yeah, you know, um, it's just just setting it straight off, off you know, right at the game, just letting people know, hey, um, you know given giving the breakdown of the game a little bit and then just saying, hey, um. I'm going to let y'all come up and uh, just praise the team, man, because um, I don't like to hear a lot of negativity all the time either. I like to praise these guys, especially a young group of guys like we have. Um, And not to say that they listen in or anything like that, but you always want to put something positive into the air. So I try to, and really it's some of our other um, listeners as well, like uh, a lady named Miss Nicole. She usually sets the room up early too. Like she'll say something very positive, no matter how, you know the situation, and it kind of just rolls off with everybody else.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. It's like we say, man, it's it's a lot of crazy spaces out there. You just can't can't even bear listening to it. So, man, you definitely do a good job with that one. Um, the final question, kind of picking back off of your favorite all-time Grizzlies player. What's your all-time Grizzlies starting five?
3: Man, that's tough. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, I, it's grind <laughs> here. Of course, the the Conley, um, Tony Allen, um, I guess the year with like Courtney Lee kind of was in there. I, I was a Courtney Lee guy coming out of college when he was coming out of college and things. So probably that year, and then uh, Zebo Mark for sure. So we got.
1: Mike Conley, Courtney Lee, Tony Allen, Z Boy, Mark. Pretty much. Yes, sir. Okay, just want to make sure that, that Ooh, is awesome. it. yeah, it's I not a bad me, team I, though.
0: Right, I respect it. I was so I was so glad when that season started. They announced they were going to start Tony Allen and Courtney Lee together. Um, you know they were like battle for the two guard spot, and they was like, you know what, we're going to start both of them. I was like, fine with me. That was perfect. <laughs> I I really did like a Courtney Lee when we was in Western Kentucky, so. Yeah, that's a solid one, man. Courtney Lee is definitely a name that we haven't heard from anyone else. Uh, Mike Conley, too, of course, because John Morant. So, man, definitely outside the box. But moving forward, man, to our topics. Uh, really quick, like I said, we've been out for a month. Really ain't much to talk about. We have other podcasts and new podcasts on the network now that's been talking about the schedule and stuff. So, we trying to remix some things. So, first question. Of course, this aftermath is Kevin Durant standing in Brooklyn now. But we're still going to discuss the Grizzlies kind of, you know, get it involved in it somewhat. So the Grizzlies apparently uh, expressed interest in Kevin Durant. They were going to use last the five first round draft picks and any number of players, they did not include Jaren Jackson and Desmond Bain. So my question for all the everyone, how do you, what are your thoughts about the Grizzlies? And really the Grizzlies saying, hey, we're going to protect our core players and on the way we get involved in this trade we we can't include them. How, what are
1: y'all thoughts? How y'all feel about the Grizzlies uh, expressing it? Um, this is more so the Grizzlies just kind of uh, it's just kind of like when you're going fishing. You 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 casting your 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 rod out just to see if, if you can get the Brooklyn Nets to bite on the potential deal because the Grizzlies know Kevin Durant wants out. The Brooklyn Nets won't know that Kevin Durant wants out. So they knew at some point in time because I believe with this last. Uh, this last rumor about the trade that was leaked by the Nets, Memphis knew that at some point they was looking to get rid of Jaren. They were gonna have to get rid of Jaren or Desmond Bain just to even be in the sweepstakes of getting Kevin Durant. And I think coming out and saying like, "Hey, we're not including Jaren Jackson Jr. nor Desmond Bain in a trade deal for Kevin Durant," was kind of a way of them saying like, "Hey." This is where we are on our end. We'll give you these five first-round picks. We'll include Stephen Allen. We'll include Dylan Brooks. Um, you just give us KD and uh, whatever else you could give us, and then that—that's that on that. And then when Brooklyn pulled out and basically said no, I only think Brooklyn pulled out and said no. I, I think I figured that a deal wasn't going to get done because again, it was just the Grizzlies just trying to test the waters and see if Brooklyn was going to eventually bite on a deal and. Uh, fortunate for us, uh, Brooklyn didn't, so um, that's that on that. But uh, as far as the grid having interest in them, it's Kevin Durant, one of the top three scorers of all time, if you really want to look at it. So, why, why not try to cast something out and see if the Brooklyn Nets would bite on a deal?
3: Yeah, I, um, for me. I just thought like it was smart, you know, not to include Jaren and, uh, thing, So you don't have that rolling down the hill later on, kind of like a uh, Boston kind of included Jalen Brown and the Hawks kind of included some names in there, things like that. So, um, you don't want to have that discourse in your locker room. So that was smart not to put those guys in there and have it in the, in the news that you wasn't going to include those two guys. Um, I mean, of course I would have loved Kevin Durant. Um I you know, I talked about it in space plenty of times to be able to get a guy like that and what he would mean. Um, but you know, uh, I think climbing and and uh and the organization really is honed in on trying to draft these guys and, and try to build the way that they best see fit. Um, you know, they kind of They kind of like these guys with great family environments as well, like, you know, raised in a good family or um, still around their family a little bit. And then also just trusting each other because I think it was Jaren or Bane, you know, um, earlier in the season, they had an article. I think it was with, um, it was like with Sports Illustrated or something like, or the Athletic. And they were like, you know, we're going to stick together as long as our egos don't get involved. That was that was their um, main stance. So uh, these guys understand what it takes to stay together and try to win together and um, you don't really see that with a lot of younger guys like that. Uh, a statement like that is pretty big in my opinion. so yeah I, I'm glad that they decided not to break them up.
2: So for those new listening into this pod um, I'm the big Kevin the rent fan in this uh, on this podcast. Uh, for lack of better words, so Huge. this whole thing was going <laughs> – what up, <Sheedy? laughs> Uh This whole thing was kind of – just had me kind of everywhere, you know, emotional-wise, but um, as far as the Nets go, I knew they weren't going to trade him to an Eastern Conference team because he got four years left on his deal. Why would they do that and send him to competition? Um, as far as the West go, if you look at the team that could have had Kevin Durant has what – the Brooklyn Nets will want, it will be the Memphis Grizzlies um, above everybody else. We got the young pieces. We got the picks. The Nets would have wanted. it. Um, and that's that on that. I think that the call out last week for the Nets and the Grizz was literally the Nets' last chance to try to get something down for KD. Um, and I think that the front office literally chose winning later than winning now and what i mean by that is because you do get kevin durant yes it would have been year 14 15 whatever but he's still in my eyes the greatest scorer to ever play this game you could have had him if you would have included jaron jackson you know and you know we talk about it on this part all the time like who would we trade jaron for if kevin Durant's rents there I, me personally i'm in win now mode because i see the team that i have why not go out for kevin Durant? you know what i'm saying i'm keeping bang for sure you know, a band backcourt with Bane and Jaren, and then Katie right there. That's crazy. But I think, like I said, the team really wanted to go for a win later. We're going to see how our draft picks play out. We still got desire coming. Uh, we got a, a great bunch of group, uh, young guys coming this year. So I think that's what they chose and rather going for Katie. But I think this would have been a perfect team for Kevin Durant as far as veteran leadership goes as well. But uh, that, that's
0: just me as well. And before uh, she is now on, uh, before she to go on to respond to that, remember that rookie extension rule. Jaren couldn't get tra- couldn't get traded because of Ben Simmons. That rookie extension thing. Um, we were had Jordan we had to take Ben Simmons back, some type of thing like that. And I don't know about want Ben Simmons. Uh, to just we like, could have <laughs>
3: traded him. You think so? It would have. Yeah, because
0: Jaren's not on a max contract. Uh, if it okay. was a max mm. contract, we would know. Okay, that. okay, okay. But who said to made their Somebody put Jaren Jackson on their list earlier. Earlier, yeah, somewhere. Jaren Jackson, like, Jackson was was on Marks.
1: that extension list. Yes. Like Bob Marks said, on, on their list. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But either way, uh to Toots' point, yeah, you could have traded. I think you traded one of them, either bane or Jaren. Yeah, you made the deal. You traded both of them. I think that was been
1: mass. Okay,
0: <laughs> you <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> both. Right, of them. It, it,
1: it was going to take at least one. To, to,
0: yeah. to try to get Durant, but nah. and Jaren's contract with a better match because Bang's still on his uh rookie deal, he's still on his rookie deal, so,
1: yeah. I so he is he's coming up soon,
0: yeah. that will be next year, uh, we'd be signing them to his extension. Yeah. So, uh, to Took's point, yeah, I would have pulled the trigger if uh, you know, we could include one of them, but I understand because just like uh, EJ said earlier about Boston, you come out, Jaden Brown was included, right? If you end up not getting Kevin Durant. You know, the team is all locked in, close-knit together. You end up not getting KD, and that comes out that you include in one of them. You know, that could do anything to the locker room. You have Jaden Brown over here on Twitter, you know, talking about Boston. So, it's kind of it kind of worked to the advantage, and the Grizz is new. Like uh, one of y'all said, that the Nets were in a position where it's due at that time now. The Grizz is one about to get desperate and say we're going to give up one of them. Like, hey, take this. Hey, we can roll with what we got. So, I respect it from all parties. And yep. Shady, you just uh came on. The question was how you feel about the uh Chris is not including well, Greece is expressing interest in Kevin Durant and deciding
4: not to include Jaron Jackson or Bane in a potential deal. Um, not including Jaron Jackson Jr. or Bane. Um, I went on Twitter to say if Kevin Durant is available, um, and I know I said this the other day. Kevin Durant is one of the top three best players to play right now. And if he is available in any way, shape, or form, 29 teams need to be calling uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And that includes the Memphis Grizzlies. And you trade for whatever. I agree with you You went out attitude. Um, however, <laughs> however, Triple J going to have to go. Um, and I'm sitting Triple J um, and everyone else. And to me, I think the two people that are untouchable are John Morant. Uh, and Desmond Bain in this, in this scenario, um, so I would rather include Triple J, of course, um, and then I think Durant and Morant together, the Ants, uh, could do pretty well. But you know, KD needs another shooter with him, which will be Desmond Bain. I don't think it's really Triple J, and Triple J can kind of like start a new uh, in Brooklyn, so to speak, uh, with him and Ben Simmons and Kyrie. But neither here nor there right now. Yep.
0: Of course, that's what it is because Kevin Durant is remaining in Brooklyn at least throughout this season. So, just wanted to mention that because of the whole you know the expressed interest in him deciding to stay in Brooklyn the day after that came out. So, we wanted to worry about that for at least another year. Uh, it could come back up next year that he wants to get traded, but right now we're sticking with what we got. Jaren Jackson is the first team on defense. Hopefully, should be coming back by Christmas. We have a Christmas Day game this year, fellas, against the Golden State Warriors. Mr. Clay Thompson called Triple J a bomb, so we need him back to go on here and show Clay Thompson who the real bomb meals. But uh, how y'all feel about the Grizzlies? Like, you know, the grind it took for us to get to this point, 28 national TV games, 18 games that's on ESPN, TNT, slash ABC, the other 10 on NBA TV. We're here now, man. How, how does it feel to finally be here? And Let me know. Feels- hey.
3: I was just going to say, it feels great, man. Um, You know, like you said, 28 national TV games, um, including NBA TV. That's, that's amazing. Um, You know, at first you would think before the whole KD deal goes down, like, Oh, well, maybe they know something we don't know. And then, you know, the KD thing falls apart and everything like that. So um, it's just crazy how, you know the grizzlies are a national team to be able to watch now uh you know i think we're one of the most fun watch teams in the league as a whole um i you know with our division and everything like that you got the the pelicans they're they're going to be exciting to watch this year as well with zion back and then you got the mavericks doing well but uh and I think they ended up with a little bit more national TV games than us, but uh you could tell for our division going down the road, um, it's gonna be we're gonna be on TV a lot heading here in the next, you know, three to five years or whatever. And um, I mean the the, the bad part is it for me once again is not being able to hear Braven and Pete on the uh on the regular now. Uh I think they still be able to play the Bali sports uh, when they're on ESPN and everything like that. But I know TNT, they're not going to be able to um, broadcast. So it's going to suck um, not being able to hear those guys on the regular. But as far as the the franchise and the team, uh, it can't get any better. Um, they say we're a small market because of population. But uh, our, our market, as far as NBA goes and, and the way that the numbers are about to be driven, uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me if we end up like top five at the end of this season as far as marketability goes with jersey sales and 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 all that stuff so uh it's really good for the game for sure and hopefully jo will be able to get his shoe his shoe, uh signature shoe out of all this soon as well
1: yeah that's that's next up on the list is job rank getting the signature shoe at this point uh I just feel ecstatic right now that we were actually able to get this amount of uh national televised games. Um more so the Christmas game, more so than anything else. uh I don't really have much to say. I'm just excited. I'm just happy that the reasons are finally being recognized, just a slight bit because it's still it's still much more that we need to cover. And to EJ's point, man, um I don't like it when these games are nationally televised and Pete and Brevin are not able to call these because half of these analysts on TNT and ESPN probably haven't even watched one Grizzlies game all season. Don't even know much about the Grizzlies outside of maybe job and rent and some highlight they probably saw on the top 10. And um, that's my only gripe with it. But uh, I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. So you got to take some of you got to take some of the bad with most of the good. So. Um, kudos to the Grizzlies, we are here, we ain't going nowhere, the next 10 years, will be Memphis in some shape, form, or fashion, so that's all I got to say.
0: And I say with more national TV games, they should know more about us, I mean, they should be watching us more hypothetically, so we'll see, but I, I would hope that's the case that they would know a little more information about the Grizzlies, as we'll as having more games, so they should Already have seen us more often than they would have seen us when we didn't have as many games.
4: Sorry, my turn, right? All right. Um, I the thing that I like most about the TV games, honestly, is the ability to play on Christmas Day. Um, to y'all's point, Memphis has come very far, man. Um, and for us to not just have an MLK Day game. But Mark the King Day game, but also as well, Rivalry. Memphis Grizzlies will be a part of that too in January. Um, and that is because of social media, that's because of Ja, that's because of Draymond snapping at each other, along with Clay, um, and Triple J as well. But like the NBA gets it, and they get that the Memphis Grizzlies deserve to be on national TV. Um, and for them to be at a prime time game on Christmas Day at seven o'clock is pretty cool. Um, To know that. Um, But again, also having us for rivalry is great. Um, And they're saying that we are must see TV, but it's really job. Jobs must see TV. Right. Um, And we thoroughly enjoy that. One of the best point guards in the league and we look forward to a great season. But to your point, we got to win these national televised games, too. Um, Sometimes we've been shooting ourselves in the foot. We get them. Then we're not looking as good as we could be um, when they are televised.
2: Speaking of the Christmas game, it kind of make me wish that the Kevin Durant trade would happen even more. Right. (laughs) If we're talking about the best, the best rivalry in the NBA right now, it is the Warriors and the Grizz, but you know, there's neither here nor there. The rivalry will continue to shine and shout out to the NBA for recognizing its audience. You know, it's something that everybody wanted to see from the players, even, you know, everybody on social media wanted to see the Warriors and Grizzlies play, you know, on Christmas. So, um, but it's not even just about the Christmas games. Like we had games where Usher will pull up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the star, the, the star power that are, that's willing to come to Memphis to come to quote unquote a, a, a what's that a lower level mark, lower market team, whatever you want to call it. Um, p- players will come. Ple- uh, people will come. Like the so, our social media game is by far the most social media, mm-hmm. the best social media accounts on you know any. I'm willing to say any team sports in my profession, you know, in my opinion. Um, shout out to Devin and them, but I think yes. that has a, that has something to do with the, the reason why we got 28, you know, nationally televised games. Is because we're on social media. It's because Jai is responding to people. It's because you know the culture of Memphis. Like you know, it, I think like even 10 years back when the whole Grand Ground era was going, ESPN literally had Memphis ranked the number one team in professional sports that year. And it's because of the fan base. It's because of the fans, it's because of the city, we're going to support the Grizz when they're doing their thing. And we're going to have the FedEx Forum packed damn near every game now. So I think that'd be great to see. My only request is that ESPN kind of refresh on Memphis knowledge and know that there's more outside of Elvis Presley to happen inside of Memphis. That's all. That's my only request, because the whole signs of grace on everywhere by Stephen A had him looking like a dunk the other day there aren't too many signs about elvis and memphis but that's all that's all i got to say get get some more memphis history we got the, the, the number one rap game we got the nike factory out there we got everything else going on besides a lot
1: Chicago. of what transpired it on is. this earth
2: in some shape or form has come from memphis so let's come on, just, man. Just so,
1: keep it what it is it, it, it's so much <laughs> not
2: to mention it's so much other than elvis that people would love about the city of memphis but of course Basketball being number one, and shout out to the NBA for recognizing that Memphis continuously is a basketball city.
0: And they just might be better now. I mean, I haven't really watched ESPN lately, but every time here, Stephen A. He's saying something about good about the Memphis now, lately. It
2: was all Elvis, bro.
0: It was all. Now, I'm talking about recent. Man. I'm talking about recently. I'm talking about like me too. Last couple weeks.
2: <laughs> when they <I>
0: say <said laughs> something about Elvis. Well, yeah, I like, don't so watch ESPN. Uh, I say I don't watch <laughs> it. I just know. I just know when he saw Especially the new. To movie just
2: came out? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. They, 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 they uh, finna go right. They they need to keep that in the movie theater.
0: Uh, I just know when the Grizzlies came out, when the schedule came out, he saw the Knicks. You know, he a Knicks fan. And he saw they play the Grizzlies. He was mad. He's <laughs> like, damn, bro, the Grizzles better kick your ass. <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah, man. man <laughs> um, like, man, we here down. It's great. I mean, we've been clamoring for this, and to she and treble's point. The fact we got more national TV games, I expect us to perform better. It is easy when you only have two games to have a letdown when you find you get know, on national TV because, I mean, you only know there twice. So, I can see them not playing like themselves. When you got 28, you're on there quite often now. You know everybody watching. They had to the off uh run where they was on national TV games or every playoff game. So, I think uh, I'm not really as worried on that end. But, of course, we see how the roster shakes out. Hopefully, uh, Triple J comes back sooner. We'll get to all those topics a little bit later. Uh, like I say, I don't want to keep you know beating dead horse. Uh we all have different podcasts and we all talk about the same thing. So uh that's part of the reason we've been out for a whole month as well. If anybody's been wondering, uh we still here started five. We, we was tired, y'all. We was tired. <laughs> yeah, we had nothing to talk about. It. <laughs> we was it. We just had a great job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. That does it for this episode. EJ, you're a great guest, man. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Let everybody know where they can follow you, at.
3: Uh Yeah, y'all can follow me on uh, at Spaces Grizzlies or um, at EJ2K19 on Twitter. Um, you know, uh, Thank y'all for all the followers that I have gotten since February when I started the whole thing. Um, thanks for all the supporters listening in and everything like that. Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not on numbers or anything like that. Like, numbers don't draw me or make me any bigger or anything like that. So, um, you know, I just show up, like I said, after every Grizz game. Uh, just love talking about the team and everything like that. And uh, we're super excited for this next season.
0: For sure, for sure. Like I said, man, please give them a follow. Very clean cut run spaces. I think you also was uh, probably you was thinking about doing the Tennessee Titans spaces as well. Am I correct?
3: Yeah, some of the you know some of them trying to get me to do it. I'll probably pop up for the first game and see how it goes. But um, if it ever runs into Grizzlies Titans, I'm always going to run oh, with the Grizzlies. <laughs>
0: All right, no doubt, man. We I had to get with you. I'm a well, fan.
2: if the Titans win, he'll do it. If the Titans lose, he ain't gonna do it. That's what <laughs> well, I'm a Titans wow. fan,
0: so <laughs> I'm a Titans <laughs> fan. So we need to link, we we'll link up, man. We'll probably uh I'll probably get with you on it, man. There's definitely Russell tight spaces. But y'all know, man, y'all can listen to us on any podcast and platform. Remember, listen to us and all the new podcasts we got. Um the next gen uh, podcast about our guy Bryson Wright that we mentioned earlier, the new revamped core 4 podcast. Greasy bear bets is probably going to start when the season start. And they're going to do some game day bets, and um, of course, the recurring by Parker Fleming, GBP Live, along with our podcast. Remember to follow me on Twitter at the one d a o n e underscore p
1: shark. Yes, I'm at the auto Trevor. Remember, uh, of is a preposition, so the first letter of each word
4: besides of is capitalized. Hey, Cap, I like that little beat you dropped on your name, man. You got to start doing that more often, man. Uh, but it's really shitty, passing it down to the big fella.
2: Yes, sir. And it's at Tab Shakir, man. Hey, Cap, keep getting your Spider-Man on climbing builders and finding dope John rent pictures to take pictures with and go on viral. Keep doing your thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you keep know doing your thing, bro.
0: Exactly. Uh, for sure. Got a couple of haters in the comments I saw, but, you know, when you get, you get oh, big, yes. hey. you can't please,
4: everybody. You can't please I, everybody.
0: I don't. I don't. Exactly. can't worry. please I everybody. I was just about I'm to say me. that. I muted them and kept them moving. <laughs> of course, follow, <laughs> our, follow our fifth member who uh who will be back, of course, underscore Skylito. And follow our uh, Twitter page as well at the starting five, the number five. you, mean, you know. But to next time, I don't – we probably won't be another month off. <laughs> because the training camp wheels are. We're getting the closer place.
1: to training camp, so we right. good. We're, back, we're, back. <laughs> right,
0: we're back, man. We're, we're back, gonna be man. back, man. We back. right till next time, no
1: grease. Go grease.